After a year and a half, E.T. is coming back to the stage and will be hosting the 120 Conference right here in the ATL live September 25th and 26th. This year has left us drained from experiencing loss to having to live in uncertainty about finances and health to experiencing extreme burnout and being overwhelmed in our careers. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Find a way to finish. Find a way to find some more strength to keep going. Find a way. But whatever you do, don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Remember, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. It's time to go all in and reach new levels of success. Eric Thomas and the 120 Conference is exactly what you need to get that breakthrough and come out on top. Come see E.T. like you've never seen him before, right here in the ATL Live, September 25th and 26th. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Come see Eric Thomas like you've never seen him before. Get your tickets now at 120series.com. Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 48. Hmm. Almost to the big five zero. You know what I mean? It's huge. It but until then, of course, we got Drake versus Ye conversation. Yeezy, Kanye West, however you want to uh, call him these days. We got to talk about the celebrity boxing. I don't know why, but we do. Uh, new face to Tiffany, a.k.a. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, that's that's what we're hmm. talking about, and some product talk. Moose, how are we feeling? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for anyone who likes to compete or who gets a high off of competition, I think this is going to be the episode for you. Let's just get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And normally I would say review of the week, but we're going to do something different. Um, we're going to give acknowledgement to people who comment. Okay. We're going to get, let, let me, let me get some hand claps. All right. Um, I found this one really dope. Okay. Let's okay. Calm down. Claps. Calm down. But, um, <laughs> author said y'all will be media titans one day. I think, I think cartoons, entertainment, radio, etc. Cartoons? Mm. Moose, do you see yourself as a cartoon? Doing like a voiceover for a cartoon movie? I mean, hey, I'm open to it. Why not? Listen, uh, anybody who can draw Moose as a cartoon, hey, he's open to it. (laughs) He's open to it. But no. I'm just saying, I seen Dwayne Rock do Maui. So I'm like, okay, if Dwayne could do Maui, I I can pull something off. That's that's what you got? Okay, I, mean, hey, I like it. Not? I like you just compare yourself <laughs> all the way to the rock. Okay, I'm with it. Gotta go to the top. Gotta go to the top. What the heck? <laughs> all right, so all my cartoon artists, my graphic designers who feel like trying something new, Moose is uh, down to be in a comic book, down for some animations, so he could do some voiceovers for the next new 
cartoon podcast. Hey, ooh, cartoon podcast. Hey, That's I'm just cool. saying. I'm like just that. saying. But uh, shout out to everybody who leaves us a comment, who leaves us a review. We did not forget the reviews. We just wanted to do something a little bit different and acknowledge people that really leave some dope comments because I thought that was fire. I'm just saying, media titans. I receive it. I don't know if you receive it, but I receive it. You know what I mean? Definitely receive it. So um, definitely continue to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchasers. Um, and comment on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We just, we just appreciate you. We just appreciate you. But Moose, how are we feeling? Man, feeling great. Feeling great. Excited for this episode. Um, I think we got a a nice variety of topics and uh, and lessons for the week. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm good for it. How how are you feeling after the in person uh, joint? Yeah, like oh yeah, what, that was that was last week. Yeah, I mean that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I mean this uh, this setup was a lot easier. Today's setup obviously is a lot easier. It didn't it didn't take six hours for us to get the cameras right. So that uh, that I'm appreciative for. Okay, but no, that was fun. I mean, you know, for uh, for an experience, I think it was cool to do it in person. And I just liked uh, I liked our look. You know, mm-hmm. like the look of us on the same couch. It looked more of like a real casual conversation. People so people were loving. Yeah, the that look. was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that people. Was fun. I kept seeing comments and uh, shout out to Isaiah. He was like, "I was just, I was just so in love with the couch. I just mm. seeing you two on a couch. I just loved it." Right. So, shout out to everybody who left us feedback about the setup and that y'all noticed. Now, my audio people, we love you because you just appreciate the content no matter where we are. So, right. Never know. We may be in space. Next time, you never know the way <laughs> the way things are. I'm just With saying, Jeff, yeah. Pe- yeah. People yeah. going to space like it's nobody's business, but that's neither here nor there. Um, ready for the ready for the episode? I'm doing. I'm ready. Okay, so very first topic of what's popping because I never never say it right. I always I said it the very first time that we were doing this new format. I was like, we're going to talk about the trending topics on what's popping. And I never mentioned it again. So the very first topic of this what's popping uh, segment is the celebrity boxing. Jake Paul versus uh, Tyrone Woodley. By the time you hear or listen or watch this, it's over, right? And uh, but we're not talking necessarily about the fight per se. There is a clip that happened this past weekend that has been trending that I want to talk about for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It is about culture and not about the Paul brothers. All right. Well, a little bit, but you'll know what I mean. What you're doing is what are you wearing? It's, it's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. It's like you got on five up. necklaces. You ain't Nipsey Hustle. It's like How many people in your up. neighborhood dress like that? You, you How act many like you're from in your the neighborhood streets. dress like that? You act like you're from the streets. I'm from Ferguson, Missouri, really? the murder capital of the world. Really? What are you Tyrone talking about? Tyrone Woodley, the softest you thing from? from Missouri. Where are you from? Tyrone Woodley, the softest thing from Missouri. How many people in your neighborhood dress like that? Tell you're me. You're so tough. How many people were bust down Let me Cuban ask you a question. Since you're Answer so my question. Since you're so I'm from Ferguson. I answer. How many people in your neighborhood yeah. dress like you? How many rap videos have you watched? 
Exactly. How many? My, uh, 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 culture. That's what I am. I lived it. Sheesh. And rapping about my lifestyle, you a joke. Sheesh. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So, the reason why I had brought this one up was because... I think this is where culture goes wrong, right? Clearly, 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 we inspire, motivate, um, help them get dressed kind of vibes, all different types of cultures and nationalities, right? Now, and this is just me and Some people may agree, some people may not. But I think when you are in this situation up against the culture that you got your swag from, you kind of look fake. You kind of look out of place. You, and and in that clip uh, for those who were listening and you heard kind of a slight pause is because Jake didn't know what to say. And my man has been very vocal. I think since he got out of the womb, but at that moment you can't say anything because you got your style from hip hop culture. You got everything you're wearing. That's not, we 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 had a whole episode about jewelry a whole episode about how minorities and you know uh african americans have have took taken jewelry as a trophy because they're not necessarily given anything so here you come kind of almost seeming as you're mocking it because you have mad money and you can like, OK, y'all been working for this for so long, but I could buy this at any moment. And now you look like a clown to somebody who is very authentic in that particular culture. Now, I'm like saying Tyrone is the uh, like a flashy type guy. I'm not saying that. But when you associate the like rap and understanding nine out of 10 times it's about the streets, the hood, the struggle, you know, just like uh, he said, the murders and all that great stuff. And you didn't live that life. What are you, what are you trying to get big for? I'm not, I'm not understanding. Why, why get big? Mm. Why, why act like, this is, but I, I appreciated that he didn't say anything. Now, I didn't see the full clip because I can only take so much of the back and forth from that kid. I could, I could only yeah. do so much. But the fact that he got him stumped and that part has gone viral, I truly appreciate that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because I seen uh, 
I seen there was another portion that was also trending at some point, maybe just a couple of days ago, which was like uh, an interaction or a confrontation between somebody from Jake's team mm-hmm. and and Woodley's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there seems to be like a little back and forth going on on that. But I'm with you on that. I mean, I think it's definitely appreciated that there wasn't a response that he was kind of stumped like, uh, yeah, because there's no, kind of no got kids. me right there, right? Because uh, there's no yeah. kids that dress like that that isn't mm-hmm. uh, influenced by hip hop. None. Yeah. They didn't come up with Cuban links. No, they didn't come up with that. They didn't do that. Mm. Mm. But, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Just real quick conversation about that one because, like I said, uh, I don't really want to. Uh, cover too too much of this celebrity boxing because at this point it's just annoying. It's annoying, but yeah, it is what it is. Let's talk about what everybody has been DMing us about. Okay, yes, uh, for my audio listeners, we have Jay Z and Beyonce up on the screen. They are the face of this new Tiffany's campaign. What is it called? Uh, About love. Okay. About love. And if you have not seen the amazing pictures of Beyonce rocking this 128.54 carat diamond, that mm. only four females have wore, and she's the very first black female to rock the diamond. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, of course, Jay-Z, just being the supportive husband. Um, in a unseen, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, Basquiao, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Something I can't afford. But that painting, you know what I mean? Unseen. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, of course, we always uh, champion and, and give flowers to these two individuals. But this campaign I found interesting just because, of course, we are going to be talking about a company that I feel like we talk about every single week now. Every yeah. single week. They are a part of it, but this makes sense. So what I mean is LVMH, remember, we talked about how they acquired uh, Off-White with Virgil. They acquired Ace of Spades. I feel like they acquired something else, and I can't remember what the other one else, but I feel like we talk about them all the time. So they acquired TIFF, like, look, like TIFF, like we're friends. <laughs> we're- <What? laughs> hey, TIFF. So. Right. Um, they they acquired uh, Tiffany, and just so they can get young, because they've been struggling with getting younger shoppers, right? So of course it makes sense that Beyonce and Jay Z, the two most influential people, right, of our culture. I don't know of the younger culture, but definitely of our culture. And they put them in the front. And it makes sense for me because, of course, 
Ace of Spades was acquired by them, right? And so now Jay-Z has a, a seat or more of a say in this particular company so that, hey, Tiffany needs a new face, needs something, needs a campaign. Don't worry about it. Uh, put my wife in that, that diamond. I, we want to be the first of this. It makes sense. I think mm-hmm. this, I don't know what's happening over there, but they are acquiring a lot of great stuff. And I think we are going to see more of the culture be very present in LVMH. I think that's what, yep, LVMH more than ever before. I think they've been, they, they know they need us. You know I me? Mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you know, culture in that first clip uh, with, with Jake and Woodley, and I think that's, this is a, a company that's starting to realize the power of the culture. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Rather than just simply associating with it, let's, let's kind of get into business with them. So, yeah, I think it makes sense what you're saying, right? Like, for sure. I, I would imagine that with the acquisition between Jay and LVMH, it made easy to make, to choose them for the, the face of this campaign. I mean, other than the fact that I think that they are a phenomenal choice and it's, it's definitely a, a great look to, to be on uh, uh, with a company like Tiffany's, but no, nah, it's, it's, it's cool what's happening across the across that brand. And the other, I think the other brand was, uh, was Rihanna's brand that they recently acquired mm. too. That, that was the other sense. one we talked yep. about. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, there was so something else. Yeah. So, so, I mean, some people might still not be totally convinced. Like, they might still be like, well, it's just because of the money, but not for nothing. I mean, I do appreciate a company that at least is putting their money where their mouth is, and they are cutting deals to, to bring people to, you know, an ownership side or have some form of stake as part of a larger organization yeah. rather than just maybe collaborating with them. Uh, allowing them access to all the distribution channels, but really taking up a majority of the money or the revenue that's created. So I, I like what's happening, and um, and again, shout out to Jay and Beyonce for uh, you know for uh, for rocking that. I think it's a, it's definitely a great look. So first off, I want to be nosy, and I want to know how mm-hmm. much LVMH actually has because if they're acquiring all these different types of companies, I mean. Tiffany wasn't a like a light check. It was like fifteen billion. This that's mm-hmm. that's not light. This is not uh when when we're thinking about like how Nas gave like a hundred K over here right. and you right. know, then it blew up. Like that's not it's not even the millions. It's fifteen billion. What? Yeah, yeah. well I mean I mean for one, they're a publicly traded company. Yep. So I imagine that, you know, they have access to a little bit more capital yep. uh, you know, than the than the average than the average company. But I think it's it's um like w- what I see from them is I see I, I think like they're the they're the the Amazon of premium goods. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we saw Amazon and Jeff Bezos going out acquiring any and everybody that we were like, what in the like what else is Amazon gonna do now? They're pretty much doing everything. Yeah. But when I'm looking at LVMH, I'm like, oh, y'all, you're definitely the Amazon of premium goods. Like, mm-hmm. you're out here like, oh, you you want to be? All right, come on. 
yeah, come on this side. <laughs> We're going to take that. So I, I, I see them really taking that, that position in the marketplace. And yeah, I mean, from a money standpoint, I'm, I'm actually keep looking it up while you speak on it a little bit, but we'll, we'll see if we can get a figure to it. But, uh, that's not, it's cool. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, you know, that's just me being nosy. Like, yo, how much, how much do you have that you're buying up everything and it's important stuff? Like, it's not, it's not, Tiffany is not a light company. Like, we all know the Tiffany box. Now, yeah. what I will say, I never really have a desire. And I think this is where, the change in the campaign comes in. I never had a desire to have anything from Tiffany. Like, really? ever. No. Like, I looked at it one time because I was like, what does everybody have the Tiffany box? Like, why is that such a big deal? I went in because I'm the type. I will window shop. Like, how am I supposed to? Like, have a goal of what I want if I don't know how much it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I went in, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, that's nothing better than the shop set 82nd. <laughs> that's not yeah. That's not better than the Diamond District. That's not better than what it. What is this? What I'm confused. And it costs that much? This little thing Mm -hmm. costs that much? So now granted, I can understand this 128 carat diamond. I I think the the last time I checked, that's worth like 33 mil, something like that. Some Mm -hmm. disgusting that I I don't see myself buying. Uh, (laughs) Even if I had the money, I don't. I don't necessarily see it's a little, a little three million for a diamond is a is a bit much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, granted, as as I'm learning about jewelry, granted, when you buy something, certain things, especially if they're one of one, the value goes up. So mm-hmm. that would be an investment. I just don't think I need that investment. I don't know. This is me, Beyonce mm. May. I don't, however, I don't even like the stuff that's in the joint, though. It's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a very job well done on a branding side. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, from, I'm sure it's, to some extent there are some differences that allow them to charge the premium good and have the type of clientele that they have. Yep. Right? But, but uh I'm sure there's definitely an element to it that's also branding, right? That that they got. But but I'm curious. Did Beyonce? She she didn't necessarily buy no, 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 that no, diamond, no, no. right? She just had this the opportunity the to wear it. Yeah, no, that's for it, the campaign. Got it. Okay. So okay. like Tiffany allows like uh, her to wear it. Lady Gaga wore it, I think, for one of the awards or something like that. So they'll pick certain people. Um, not a lot because it's only been like four. But, Four. Wow. Um, and I think when Lady Gaga wore it, it hasn't been worn since like for 50-something years. I was looking at I was like, ooh, this is a very mm. rare situation. But um, I'm, I'm very interested to see what's next with Tiffany. Like, I, I'm, because first off, I do love that color. I have Tiffany Dunks downstairs. 
I got that colorway in in the in the, the closet. I love the colorway, but I don't necessarily have care to buy anything from Tiff. However, if any of our um, listeners <laughs> uh, feel like our a great Christmas, guest. yeah, 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 Christmas is coming. Um, if you, if you feel that way, be like, let me change your mind. I'm not going to say no. You know, I'm not going to say no. Wow. I'm just looking, I'm looking at this, um, you know, some of their stuff online as we're chatting here. Mm -hmm. They have, uh, like a utensil set Mm -hmm. for dinnerware and such. Yeah. How much you think it would be from Tiffany's? A dinner set at Tiffany's? Uh, three thousand. Three thousand? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good deal. Eighty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. How? What? First of all, <laughs> you're not gonna speed past that. Like you didn't That's just say insane. what you just said. What? That's insane. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right here. Tiffany and Co. San Lorenzo silver flatware. Eighty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. No. Crazy. Crazy. No, is, I mean, is hey, it nice? But, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's even used this one, but yeah, it's 248 pieces. Wow. All right. Next I'm just topic. surprised that's up. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, that's not, uh, it's not the wave for me. It's not the wave for me, but um, yeah, congratulations to Beyonce and Jay Z because we know. That was a bag. That was a bag. You don't. We mm-hmm. know you don't move without a bag or Facts. some kind of stake in it. We know we've covered you long enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Covered you long enough. But um, let's talk about this next clip. So I was, uh, well, Moose sent it to me. And then I was looking at New York Post for some reason. And this topic of Shaq uh, turning or letting go a $40 million deal with Reebok resurfaced as if it was something new. However, shout out to Earn Your Leisure because they did an interview with Shaq and they broke that way earlier than this past week. So mm-hmm. I found that confusing. But... um This clip has been going around, and uh, we want to talk about it. You know what I mean? We want to talk about it. Chewing me a new one. You MFers charging these babies $300 for shoes, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ma'am, I don't make the price. I apologize. And I had some money in my pocket. I was like, here you go, baby. Go buy your son Jordans, whatever he want. She smacked the money out of my hand. So at that point, I went home, and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I don't feel right charging the kids that want to be us $100, $200 for shoes. I already had a relationship with Walmart. I had another line. So I, I met with the CEO of Walmart. I said, look, I want, to, I want to be the number one shoe seller of Walmart. So we did a deal that was in 95. And ever since 95, I've sold over 400 million pair. Mm. Mm. What are we talking about, Moose? Yeah, that's huge. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a big fan of Shaq, honestly, just the way he does business, the way he approaches life in general. Um, you know, I think everyone heard some stories about how he was 
in terms of his preparation, whatever, for basketball. But I think you, you can't deny the fact that he was still a very dominant you know, athlete, but then he's taking that journey into entrepreneurship and and really a student of the game. So I really enjoyed that entire interview and, and, and much of what he talks about. But I was I really wanted to dive into this piece because there are some people who would who would receive that type of feedback, especially at his status, and be like, oh, haters, haters are always gonna talk, right? Like uh, whatever, just just shed it under the sweep it under the carpet kind of thing, don't need to pay attention to it. But I love about his awareness and his humility to kind of be like, hold up, I don't want to be that guy. Even if that's what our lead is known for, that's what athletes are known for, I don't want to be that guy as well. If you listen a a little bit after, he talks about knowing the consumer really, really well. And he says, it's not that people don't want to wear shoes from Payless or from Walmart that are inexpensive, they don't want to wear something that doesn't have a name brand tied to it. So he, he kind of was like, all right, let me step out and be that pioneer in a sense to be the first person to be of a big name, right? Like a, have a great brand, but still deliver to you an affordable product. Right. So I, I love just like what he, what he represents in terms of how he's doing it from a business side, but I also appreciate the fact that someone of his status was able to step back and say, nope, I'm going to be humble enough and take the feedback and apply it and then look at how, you know, it's been lucrative for him. You talk about 400 million pairs of shoes later. Uh, that's, that's huge. That's major. Yeah, and uh, doing some research, and I really love our followers, by the way, because mm-hmm. we got a DM and it just... Went very well with this story where even though Shaq uh, left Reebok, left that 400 mil deal that he had and did the whole Walmart situation, just recently um, he was part of purchasing Reebok from um, from Adidas. So right. in that same EYL interview, and I want you guys to go check that out. Um, he was talking about, you know, I I own the name of, you know, Elvis, Forever 21, um, Marilyn Monroe. Like, I have stake in that, that whole group, right? And the group is called Authentic Brand Group, ABG, right? And they just recently bought Reebok for like $2 billion or something like that, which Shaq is a part of. And so now he's somewhat of an owner of the thing mm-hmm. that he left. I think that says a lot because to get, to go with a feeling, right? Like just something doesn't feel right. This lady cursed me out, but she does have a valid point. And leave all that, on the table, like, yo, I'm cool. I'm going to go to Walmart, which some people would have looked at him like, hey, yo, what? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. would you do that? Um, and then for it to all come back in full circle and make way more than what the deal that you were offered in the beginning for, I think that's 
that says a lot. I think that yeah. for people who get very distracted with the, you know, the the dangling carrot, like, you never had this before. Hello. This is a lot of money. Um Patience is a virtue for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I look at that and I'm like, oh, man, I'm good. I'm good at the pace and the decisions because certain things could possibly go full circle. And I, and that's what I learned from that particular segment and then these recent movements because it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and beyond the numbers, I think, these moves or the strategy behind a move like that will really reveal itself sometime down the line because you mm-hmm. just never know what the true intention of it. So when Dita, when Adidas shed, like, cut ties with Reebok, everyone was like, oh, good, thank God, they're a dying brand anyway. Like, yep. finally, they're not even worth that much. But with, with I, I've, always, I've just learned to always take the side of the entrepreneur. Like that's just that's just been my kind of experience. Like bet on the entrepreneur, they're bound to win just because of their resiliency and their connection to the consumer base. Like they're they make moves strictly based off of their connection to their community, their culture, their experience. So like if you bet on them and you're someone who enjoys real authentic experiences or just seeing that thing manifest, I think that's always gonna pay off. But what I'm saying here is Somebody like a Shaq might might say, I didn't even acquire Reebok. And I'm just saying, down the line, he might, I won't be surprised if he comes around and says, I didn't acquire them for their shoes or for this or for that. I've acquired them specifically for this thing, and I've been able to use this part of their business to help 10x my business. Mm-hmm. Right. So like some of these moves, sometimes you don't really see them unfold until uh, some time down the line. So, yeah. you know, in a sense to, to what you're saying, it definitely is great to be patient because you can fully make sense of the deal at that point because, you know, I, I don't think these guys are, these guys are pretty smart. Like if it's something dying, they're not going to put their money in something that's, you know, that's, that's, that's really not going to be in or they don't know what they're doing. So yeah, I'm, I'd be curious to see what happens in the next, you know, couple of years with something like this and, and how they were able to use different parts of it to grow the overall brand. Big facts. And congratulations to Shaq. I'm just saying, congratulations. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, let's talk about this situation where, uh, for those who don't know, 120 is uh, happening in Atlanta, September 25th and 26th, right? So there's been a few people, this is a slight plug, but this is not, this is the backstory. There's a slight, there's a slight people. There's a few people that were announced, uh, Major players that are going to be speaking. Of course, you have Inky Johnson, right? Shout out to Inky. Right? And then you have Pinky Cole, which most people know for Slutty Vegan, right? Uh, if you've been into Atlanta, you probably have tried to go to Slutty Vegan or at least heard of Slutty Vegan, right? And so I was like, yo, I want to know more before going to this event. And like, I don't, I don't like not knowing the person, right? So I did some, some uh, research, and of course, uh, shout out to the Social Proof uh, podcast with David Shands. He did a good interview 
with her. And there was a particular part that I love uh, since we're talking about products and all that great stuff. But the FOMO vibe, y'all know I'm a big Mm. fan of FOMO and how she broke down how she became successful with Slutty Vegan is amazing. So let's go over that. I created an experience that made you want more. I gave it to you when I wanted to give it to you. So I would do pop-ups, random secret pop-ups, and I would post it on my Instagram three hours before. Hey, we're going to be in Decatur in three hours. And everybody would swarm and run up. Hey, we're about to be in Stone Mountain. So we we weren't so predictable. And sometimes when you're not predictable, predictable. People want you more. It's like a relationship, right? Like leave something to the imagination. And we did that and we treated it like that. What's your take most? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. When I think of, you know, again, uh, just basic supply and demand, I think that's really what almost runs an entire business cycle, Right. How much you charge is going to depend on how much of your product is wanted by the people and how much of it is readily available. Mm. So for you to be able to gauge the interest and be like, okay, we're really, really picking up steam in the city. Like people are really falling in love with our product and to do nothing but take it away from the consumer, like make it difficult for them to get access to it. It drives consumer behavior nuts. Now, while that may seem like a very simple thing to do, it's difficult because you want to do it in a way where you don't lose the interest of your customer or you don't lose the interest of your client. Because, you know, like when I think about it as just from a virtual world, most people online get accustomed to seeing certain brands being readily available mm-hmm. and they enjoy them or they interact with them because of the consistency of their posts. Right. But let's say that brand were to be like, all right, boom, I'm going to stop posting because I'm getting so much engagement and I want to become more exclusive. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that in that scenario, there's a good amount of people who are going to be like, yo, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, ah, next, next. Right. So while some can intentionally do it or successfully do it with they pull back their availability and it, 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 it almost drives the demand higher. You got to be mindful of how you do it in a sense, because you can lose interest. So I'm always fascinated by companies like, you know, Jordan brand with their sneaker releases. We see it now with off white. We see it now with Travis Scott and his and his merch, like there's definitely select companies that are able to do something and drive so much attention, but intentionally still make certain products or a set number of products available for people that it drives interest through the roof. Hence the after, you know, the after sale market, I, I think that's what it's called. You know, we can see that continue to happen. So with a, with something like a sandwich, though, or, mm-hmm. or, or some, you know, a business a like vegan the food sandwich. In, yeah, vegan sandwich, food industry, hospitality. That's not easy to do. So, yeah, I think just for me, I'm just I'm really just more so kind of giving my take and saying, like, how impressive that is to be able to pull the, the pull the supply away, pull the availability away and still have interest from people so much so that they would leave what they're doing. And on three hours notice, show up to get what you got. That's that's dope. Yeah, and I almost 
challenge everybody to have a sense of scarcity with your brand, with the things that you drop, you know, mm-hmm. that, that FOMO as well, fear of missing out for those who don't know what that means, right? Because it makes things exciting, right? Like no one has a sense of urgency if I know it's always going to be there, mm-hmm. right? So I go to a restaurant anytime. I go to um, Olive Garden. I can go to Texas Roadhouse anytime. There's no real rush. They drop a new plate. Okay, I can go whenever I want to, right? For something that's already maybe not of the popular masses, like a vegan burger, and for her to be like, yo, three hours, I'm going to be over here. And create that that vibe already. Now, if if people want to try this, I don't want you to think that instantly you're going to sell out or you're going to get a big crowd or this. Like, she probably had to train her audience to understand that I'm not always going to be here. Okay? Mm-hmm. My truck, when I tell you it's going to be there... It's going to be there in these particular times, and then I'm out, right? Don't think that you do that off the rip and it works. It takes time, but you are teaching somebody a new habit. You're teaching your audience something that they're not used to. So it'll take a bit of time, but when it is, their excitement goes up as well because they're like, I got it. I got something that no one else has. I got something and you missed out. And this experience was great because as you go into that interview as well, she definitely talks about the experience of Slutty Vegan as well. Different name situations, all that. But I'm looking at it even with some of the the products that we'll be releasing or some of the things that we're already doing, how can we say this is only open for this amount of time with this amount of spots and that's it? You either get it. I want to create both. You either get it in the time frame or the, the spots. And if not, if one of them run out, you're done. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're causing an extra kind of like urgency. Like, oh my God. wait, hold on, hold on. Where, where's my credit card? Where? It, I, how much is my credit limit? Okay, I could do that, right? Because people don't want to miss out on things. People don't want to be the last on things. And if you're creating, and there's nothing wrong because there's brands that have that. 24-7 availability. You're going to need that. And that does make money. I'm not saying it doesn't. But there are certain brands that want to work less and make either the same amount or more based off this type of strategy. So you got to figure out for your brand what's best for you. 
You know, yeah. do you want to be uh, limited? Do you want to be exclusive? Uh, do you want to give that pop up vibe? Do you want to always be available? And all of them are correct, mm-hmm. but not all mm-hmm. of them are for you. Right. right. So you just got to figure out which big, which is. Yeah. A big part of it, too, is just honestly being like being true to your word. Yep. So if you say 10 spots available, mm-hmm. don't open up 12 because you see an opportunity to make some extra money. Yes. So I, th- I think consumers eventually catch on to those behaviors like, oh, that's just a marketing tactic. You're, 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 you're trying to build the FOMO and the scarcity, but I know I can come whatever, six hours later and you'll still be there. Yep. Because you're a, you're a money hungry business or a money hungry brand. I so you were I think going somewhere people, else. I thought you would oh, sound no. mad. I was like, hey yo. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like and, and I'm not saying that the consumer might necessarily say that or right. think that, but I think subconsciously that's what you're kind of programming them to believe. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't ever really click like that. But I've just noticed that people who say there are certain amounts, there are set times, there are, they stay true to that. You know, mm-hmm. like when Nike says, hey, we, we or a sneaker app says 10 a.m., it's not 9.58. I got my sneakers today. Did you get yours? I did not. I didn't, I didn't go for the fours. I went for the waffle Air Maxes, and uh, I totally, totally took an L. I wanted those. I thought that was dope. But. I was like, I, yeah. I would think you would want the, the yellow fours. Yes, we're going off yeah, track. Well, I, Sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I got, I got the, I actually, I got the Oreo fours, and I like those. But um, anyway, yeah, the waffles was a was a was, was a miss for me. Yeah. Wait, did you get it or did you not? No, 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 I did, and I and I and it kind of like they're doing stuff now, and and just to kind of like because I think it stays in line with what we're yes. talking about. They're not, they're not just letting you like try and purchase at the time and see if you're selected. They're doing a draw. Yes. Like they've, they've made it completely like e- 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 even more spontaneous to the point that, oh, you just enter a draw and see if your name is picked up out of a hat kind of thing. Yeah. And some, and, um, and some sneakers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it worse. So shout, it, shout out to Sneaker mm-hmm. App. Y'all the worst. Right. Y'all the worst. We love you, <laughs> but we are low. Yeah. Y'all the but worst. But again, though, I mean, look at what it's done. I mean, we're frustrated, but we still go on there religiously, like, yo, let's see if I get it. You know, like, I was, I'm just I saying, was like, super at, excited that I won yeah. the draw and and got the sneaker. I was like, what? Wow. This is great. This is amazing. This yeah. never happens. But you know what's crazy? Mm. I'll say this too. They got my money one time by accident. Hmm? Yeah. So they I started having this like. This like drive. I'm like, yo, I got. I just want to win. I don't care what pair is for. I just want to win. Okay. Like I want to. I want to. I want to be able to, like, actually get a hit on some of these things. Yeah, sneaker app will make you, make you want to just get something. You see what I'm saying? And 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 guess what? I got a hit on something that I wasn't necessarily crazy about. And I was like, yo, I wonder, because of what they've done, how many other. People have taken that same approach. I'm not necessarily liking those sneakers or I'm not necessarily into those sneakers, but I just want the high of being able to 
see that I, I'm, I was selected or, yeah. or I got the, the got him screenshot. Like, yeah. you know, like those are just brand moves that I'm like, yo, it's smart. I, they have controlled how we interact and how we behave with their product. And we have almost become dependent upon it. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely smart when you see it played out that way. And that's why I'm saying for, you know, someone like, like Pinky to do that with a sandwich. Yeah. That's, that's, that's next level. Yeah. So if you want a, a great example and the, the feeling of failure uh, in the FOMO game, uh, try the sneaker app. S N K R, I think, sneaker, whatever. Uh, the mm-hmm. Nike app that has an orange check. It's just horrible. It's horrible. Make you uh, very discouraged and never want to buy sneakers again. And then you still do it anyways. But the next week, yeah. Another <laughs> another app, and this is like I said, it's no promo. But this app is the worst because you actually buy stuff. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes. Like you may take an L, but nine out of ten times, they have it. champion FOMO. They put a timer. They give you like when it's launched, and it's called Network, and it has all these different like collectibles and paintings and clothes. And you'll like some stuff, and then it'll say it's live, and then you go in, and it's like a live shopping experience. But then they'll say it's only 10 available. And then, like, it almost feels like when you purchase, it's like it's sold out. So you feel like, yes, I got it. I got mm. it. You know, mm-hmm. you got, I got it. And then you get addicted. And, and now you're buying uh, Bert and Ernie collectibles that is half Bert, half the inside of Bert and Ernie. But Crazy. that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. So... Um, yeah, let's, let's get into this next topic. Uh, shout out to Pinky. We will be seeing her September 25th, 26th at the 120 series at 120, 120 com. Yummy. Uh, but it wouldn't be right if we did not talk about the main Drake event. versus Kanye. Actually, let's do a bomb for this one. I, I personally can go on a whole hour about this. So I'm going to let you go first because mm. I have everything from ESPN to the third listening party. And so I want to yeah. see what direction you want to go with this. No, I'm 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 all for that, and I, I definitely want you to to introduce that. I think for me, quickly, I just want to say, I again for those who who thrive off of competition, the thing the thing that I see here, like when when you really when you really about it, you you go look for it, right? Like I feel like Kanye could have could have released a month ago. And and while, yes, to some extent, he was making adjustments, he was perfecting, he was upgrading, he was doing this, he was doing that, the master got it for sure. But I think to some extent, he really wanted this competition here. Now, again, I'm, I'm looking at what it says on, on Apple Music under Kanye's album, and it says, 
I think it's just like potential pre-release September 3rd, something like that. So it, yes. it, who knows? Maybe it doesn't get released September 3rd, but it, it sure does make for a heck of a storyline right now that a lot of these adjustments were made in part to set up for let's go head to head. Now, immediately what came back to mind was when the same thing happened between Kanye and 50. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that of course I a, do. Good, a good while back where they kind of went you know, head to head and, and, and I think Kanye won that by a landslide. Yep. But for me, I just I just like the, you know what? I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna go to, right? Go to the front door of my composition and, and knock on the door and say, hey, let's 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 go, let's go toe the door toe, toe the toe on this one. So that's kind of what I seen. For me, I'm just I'm just tapped in as a as a fan, as a as a you know, someone who enjoys music, like, okay, this is about to be good. Yeah, so, hmm. all right. Um, for our viewers, you see the hat that I'm wearing. Uh, even though I'm a low-key, high-key Kanye West fan, as y'all know, because I think I go over him and talk about him every episode. But the move that Drake did this week, priceless. So Classic. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, um, let me let me give you a quick rundown. So Kanye West did another listening party, right? Uh, this time in Chicago. Really good. If you didn't see it, go YouTube. They probably have the replay somewhere, right? Apple Music. Uh, Streamed it, everything like that. Oh, I don't think we discussed it here. But Kanye West has already made over $12 million before the the album drop. Based off, and it's probably more now, uh, it was two listening parties, the merchandise, um, and there was, and the streaming because the streaming went up. Uh, it had all equaled up at the time that I was looking at it. I think $12.75 million. Now he had a third listening party. He sold more merch. He came out with a STEM player that he uh, then collaborated with this electronics company. That was 200 a pop. That uh, you can have the max of three. So, um, then, of course, the gap situation. There's a lot of things that's happening. So, when the listening party happened, of course, this past Friday, the album didn't drop again. When they were so sure that it was going to drop, it didn't. Now, Drake and Ye have been going a little bit back and forth. Kanye West... um, Dropped his location. Uh, Drake did this story laughing at it. Um, Drake did a verse on Trippy Red's album. I'm giving you the backstory. Bear with me. Um, Trippy Red's album dissed him. They've been going back and forth. This is where this gets really classic. So Kanye West did a text which people assume 
that Drake was in or whatever. Pusha T was definitely in there. Took a screenshot, put it on on social media with the Joker, right? And said something. Doesn't even matter what it says anymore. Drake took that to heart and pulled a Joker move. He interrupted SportsCenter, ESPN SportsCenter, and made it look like it was hacked to show a somebody holding up a poster that said CLB, which means Certified Lover Boy, September 3rd, which is supposedly the same day as Kanye West that is dropping. No, I'm not doing listening parties. No, I'm not even going to announce it on my own. I'm going to interrupt one of the most watched uh, television shows in the morning. I'm going to let the internet uh, tell everybody that I hacked it. ESPN even acknowledged, yo, I don't know what happened to our services, but it's great now. Don't know what happened. So they knew something was going on. Right. They just couldn't figure out. And literally Drake pulled a Joker move because that happened in the movie. Now. This is where. I love this situation because. It is now a head on situation. Forget the beef or supposedly beef. Who's going to sell more? And I. Personally, as much of a Kanye West fan I am, think Drake is going to outsell Kanye. For the simple fact, we have not heard Drake. We've heard Kanye three times. Over and over and over. Right? So, there isn't necessarily much of a rush to listen to the Kanye West fan uh, uh, album over the Drake one, which I think Drake strategically did to be like, oh, I'm going to outsell you because you did this three times. Mm. You want to you wanna do random stabs at me? Don't worry. I'll drop the same day. And so I'll be on the billboard that week, the next week, the following week. And because I'll probably have songs for everybody, I'll have... The singing songs, I'll have the rap songs. I'm probably going to hit the charts more than what you have. Because we already heard it several times. Mm -hmm. Now, on a Kanye West side, when, and I I rewind a little bit back to the listening party, I think Kanye West is definitely in tune with culture. Reason why. So the second listening party happened a little bit after Versus, right? He had the locks on one of the tracks. The third listening party, the locks are off, right? Jay-Z is off. But Took the him off ba- the track completely? Yes. But the wow. baby takes over Jay-Z's part and the baby is trending because of the whole cancel situation. Marilyn Manson, for some reason, was in the, like, was 
at the house with him. Like he never left his side. And he um, is, is going through recent, you know, uh, legal issues. So I'm like, oh, you are creating different experiences based off what's happening now. So mm. you almost in, in what I was saying earlier, where we already heard the album, he may be playing like you heard it, but you don't know what's going to be the final one because you heard a J version. You know, you heard Kid Cudi, but you didn't hear that in the third one. You heard the baby. Right. But you m- might not know if uh, he's going to be on it. In the final one, you know, you heard Favi, you heard uh, all, all these other people, but you don't know who makes it. Because even in the listening part, we're like, yo, where's Griselda? Where's the locks? And if this is going over your head, I apologize. I'm just saying this is the passion part about me. But like you didn't know who to expect besides the weekend and uh, the baby, not not the baby, little baby. It's too many babies. Um, the weekend and little baby, because that that song is fire, beyond fire. It's already on the the album track. The when you look at the pre order, yeah. but going back to the verses between those two, I think Drake is going to win, even though mm. Kanye is genius. I mean, he made his money. He may, so he may, it, it's going to get on a how much money did you make kind of vibe if it plays into a real battle like that. Well, that's what I'm thinking because I'm saying, you know, when I, when I made that example between 50 and Kanye back in the day, they were still counting album, album sales. Mm-hmm. Now, with streaming platforms, I don't know that... They can still, I'm not saying they can't. I just don't know, you know, because if you think about it, like back then, unless you were an absolute diehard fan, Mm -hmm. you were going to buy one album versus the other. You weren't necessarily going to go out and buy both. Right. But the everyday consumer today has access to platforms like Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify. You can easily go through the entire you know, album of Drake's and then do the same exact thing for Kanye's. Yep. And I think most people will. So to your point, I think there is going to be other metrics to measure from a battle standpoint. There's, they're going to have to look for other metrics to really measure, okay, who, who put out the better album or who, was, who had the more successful release. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it unfolds from, from a, a streaming uh, side versus what we've seen traditionally, which is like, okay, let's see how many records you sell versus how many records I sell. And there is a difference with the, the 50 cent thing. Cause remember 50 did it because he knew his sales were going down. He knew that. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm gonna go up against Kanye. Cause I know that's going to at least spike it a bit. And it did. He didn't expect to win. He just needed his numbers to go up. Where I don't think Drake necessarily needs that. I don't think he needs it at all. Um, 
I'm I'm just very interested to see what happens uh, this coming Friday and how that's time. going to be. But at the Drake's take too long for this album. Period. This was supposed to come out in January, mm-hmm. right? So this better be amazing, like amazing. Because I already know Kanye's is amazing. I already know that. We know this is a really, really good album. A lot of features, but a really, really good album. And And his creative ways of how he's been doing these listening parties, it went from very simple to a little bit more aesthetic. And then that exit of him leaving like he's going into heaven to now... Uh, his house, his childhood home in the middle, burning up, all these Kim. different, yeah, the whole Kim situation in which we over here really, truly hope that you are working on your marriage. We are good with working on marriages. All right. I don't, mm. even though I said something crazy on my live, I don't know if you heard it. I said, my my unselfish side really wants them to work, right? Because they're a family, they have kids, it's, they've been together for too, too long. Uh, I, want them, I want them to work it out. My mm-hmm. selfish side, right, said, when you were together, you and Jay-Z weren't cool, now that you you look like you're back together, Jay-Z is off the album. I do not care for this relationship. This is hurting music. Right? So wow. <laughs> Yep. No, I hear you on that though. So and look at here. I kinda kind of agree. But yes, please work yeah. out your marriage. Please. Yeah. yeah. For the sake of the kids. I'm here for that. Um but all in all, I I think this is great for culture. This is great as far as looking at different models of how to release a product and everything from if and I I think we said it on either the after show or we went over how to when you have a project or product service whatever you have to show it to a select few, you can then come out with extra products like merchandise, like gadgets or whatever, and sell that and milk out this release as much as you can until the product comes out, right? Or you could pull a Drake and do teasers for 19 million years and Mm. then do something crazy like interrupt ESPN. Now I'm not saying we can do that, but what social media platform can you take over? Who do you know mm. in your network that can be like, yo, why is this person taking over this one? I, I thought of that. Like that would be really cool to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. It definitely makes for a good story. Like I said, I'm for for this, for this one, I'm 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 enjoying it from 
uh, just a, a fan perspective, and I'm like, okay, let's let's see how this thing plays out. I'm I'm really interested to see how that how that goes. Big facts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we got, people. I mean, that's what we got. So, do me a favor. All right, do me a favor. We appreciate that you listen to the whole podcast. All right? We give you your flowers because not everybody does that. So, shout out to those who listen to the whole podcast. Follow us at Nikki and Moose everywhere and Tuesdays. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Five? Five? Where is it? Five, five, five. Five. Five West Coast time. I'm going to figure this out. Five West Coast time. We do a YouTube live that is amazing. Everybody gives great feedback, but you should check it out yourself as well as join the all access. uh, I can't even talk. All access squad where you're going to hear the after show of this particular one, because there was one lesson that we couldn't go over that we'll probably go over on the after show. Uh, So that's for you to join and it's free for three days. So go check it out. Um, Well, this was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for, uh, thanks for rocking another one out. Yay. Clapping. (laughs) Yay. All right. Most. Hold on, let's finish with this. All right. Final words. Yeah, I think um, I think it's important to note that trying and failing is better than doing nothing. All right? Trying and failing is better than doing nothing. I think for a lot of people who are afraid of failure, who fear, fear failure or fear doing it wrong, just know that you've already failed if you choose to do nothing. So it's actually more respectable that you try and fail because through that failure, it's guaranteed that you're not going to stop. Like there's some part of you is going to be like, oh, well, okay, that, that part just didn't work. So just in short, just know that trying and failing is better than doing nothing. Mm.